Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah. There's arguments on both sides. Typically, the old adage is you make your most improvement between game one and two. So they've got that uh, on their side. As far as us, we have a full tape, game tape to watch and study and analyze from them this year where they have nothing on us yet this year. So so who knows? Advantages uh, both ways, depending how you look at it. There's Kyle Whittingham getting ready for the opener. Who's got the advantage? We can surprise them. They've had a game to sharpen up, and certainly UCLA, you know, the end of the game looked a lot better than the start of the game. The start of the game was a disaster. So for whatever that means, who knows, but at least we got football Saturday night, PK. Well, we don't know we have that. I mean, it was this time last week. When everything got called off. (laughs) So we can just hope that we've got football. They are scheduled to play tomorrow night. So, We'll see when we get there if they're on the field before the game. But you're right. It was not only a disaster. It was an unmitigated. Ooh. you got to have that in there. And you can only hope that they play. I mean, I can't guarantee it. And here we are. A little 37 hours. hours. Yeah. yeah. Keep, keep fingers crossed and all those things you're supposed to do. And, and I would think that they, they would know uh, before getting on the plane because that's what happened with Arizona. So... You have a good idea, and they're going to get on the plane today. I don't think they're going to get on the plane and then turn around and come home. Uh, but keep your fingers crossed and hope it gets to play, man. It's looking tough out there in some ways, and other ways it's looking great. The U pregame show will start at 7.30 tomorrow here on The Zone. The game's scheduled to kick off at 8.30 on Fox, and it is a pretty sweet setup for the Pac-12 that struggled for exposure. Fox has four games tomorrow, and the last three are all Pac-12 games. All right. They got the uh, USC game, the Oregon game, and then Utah and UCLA. Yeah, USC's playing Arizona, and Oregon's playing Washington State. So, plenty of Pac-12 football for you tomorrow. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. The big thing for me is just one week at a time. So uh, I, I can't see next week. Uh, the only thing that matters to me is today and making sure we win today as a football team. So that's coaches and players alike. And so I'm taking it one day at a time, one week at a time. And the emphasis this week is Fresno State. Uh, and when that game is over, we'll move on to Wyoming. That's Frank Miley right there. He's the interim coach at Utah State with Gary Anderson out. The Aggies are 0-3. They haven't really competed in any of these games for more than a few minutes. They just start getting blown off the field early. Uh, Fresno State is 2-1, and and Fresno State comes into this game a 10-point favorite. PK, tell me we're going to... Tell me that with a new coach and a different energy that at least we're going to have a game going to the fourth quarter. I can't. Dang it. I wish I could. I want to. No guarantees, though. Oh, I have to see something. I mean, I've seen nothing. It's been a mitigated disaster. (laughs) What has been the mitigation? I don't know. I don't even know what that means. I think it's unmitigated. I think, think Frank, you know, I... it's very refreshing because I'd never heard a coach say what he just said. <laughs> One game at a time. <laughs> Look down at the manual. Oh, there it is, 36B. I'm going with that one. You know, coach, I, speak for dummies. You can, it can get away from you, man. 
And especially a place like Utah State where it got away from them for so long. And then they got it and had it, stayed with it, and now it's gotten away. Now, is it a temporary getaway? Well, we all hope so. But do we know that for sure? No, I don't. So you just this is a perilous time for the Aggies. So changing coaches is it's the obvious thing to do. But what does it mean? And I don't know that. I hope the Frank they go undefeated and he gets the job. That'd be great. He's a local guy, and you like to see local guys get an opportunity. He's obviously a minority. You like to see that. Uh, I don't know if it'll happen, but I would be nervous that is like uh oh, especially Utah State. Because not that long ago, they were really, really down. Yeah, there was a good 30 to 35-year run where they were they were mostly down. Uh, and a big year was 6-5 uh, and five or 7-5. and five. That was, That's that a was, bad run, not that a good was, run. That was the peak. Yeah, that was 35 years. It just, yeah. Now, the last decade's been pretty good. Now, within the last decade, they still had bad seasons without getting away. Right. They had a 3-9, and nine and now, you know, they bounced back from that, and two years later, they were an 11-win team, and Matt Wells was getting, a, getting the job at Texas Tech off that. All right, kickoff's at 12.30. Fox Sports 2, Scotty G will have the pregame show at noon. Kickoff at 12.30 right here on the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Williams coming in and gets it. Williams blocks it and gets the touchdown. Boise State decides to go with Avery Williams up front. He's already scored on a kick return. He scores on a block punt. He blocked it and he got it in the end zone. Just inside the left hash and the kick is blocked in the middle. It's picked up at the 10-yard line by Canijo to the 20 to the 30. Boise State could have a second special teams touchdown. Canijo is going down the sidelines. Canijo will score. Redemption. So we can sit here and analyze X's and O's forever, PK. You can try to predict what's going to happen in games. Uh, big picture, Boise State would blow out Colorado State. Well, you get that right. How it would happen? Blocking two punts and a field goal and returning all three for touchdowns in the first half. I think absolutely nobody had that one. Yet yeah, that's how the Broncos blew out CSU. They went 52-21. Uh, yeah, but I wonder if they really needed that to blow, and they got that. It's great, but... I think Boise State was back on it a little bit. Obviously, Bachmeyer was playing, uh, so it was a disgrace for CSU's special teams. But I think Boise reasserted itself. It would have re- reasserted itself even more, and obviously that made a huge difference and swung the game. But I still think Boise State is a very quality football program. And they were missing 14 guys, and the fact that you could be down three nose tackles and your defense only gave up 21 points, and some of those were when the game was well out of hand right, anyway, right, so right, it, yeah. it didn't really matter. So uh, it was a strong performance by them. They improved to 3-1, and one, and obviously the better they are, then the better the BYU win looks. So we'll be following them the rest of the year. Yeah, I think it's important for the Cougars to have Boise State do well. I don't understand how one team can have one guy positive and they can't play and another team could have more than a dozen, and they just move them to the side, and they play. Totally different ways of handling it at Boise State and Cal, and you could throw in 20, oh, others, 20 other schools around the country, right? Right, exactly, yes. Or pick a number, 30, 15, yeah. whatever you want. Other big games this weekend, uh, Indiana, how long will the Cinderella run last? 
The Hoosiers, undefeated, ranked 10th in the country. Uh, how many times has that happened in our lifetime, PK? <laughs> I'm well, I mean, when you had Bobby Wilkerson at the time, he was a really good player. Bobby Wilkerson. Yeah. Who is Bobby Wilkerson? Played for the Hoosiers on that undefeated team. How many times I got to tell you? Michigan State and Indiana, ABC at 10 a.m. if you want to check that out. Is uh, is Notre Dame going to follow up the big win with another big win? Boston College, ABC uh, at 1.30. You can check that game out. I will. Northwestern undefeated. They're playing uh, Purdue at 5.30. That's on the Big Ten Network, though, so that's going to be a hard one to find. I got it. You got it? Sweet. You're rolling. Uh, Big 12 Commissioner Bob Bowlesby told Sirius XM, maybe you were listening, PK, now that you got the satellite radio, uh, that there have been discussions about delaying the playoff and the New Year's Six Bowls because of COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, we spent some time talking about that. We have not come to any closure on it, but there is some latitude to postpone it if the need should arise. Same is true with some of the New Year's Six games. I don't know if I see us playing a championship game in February, but you just never know. These are unusual times, and things that might otherwise be acceptable have to be considered in this kind of circumstance. Excellent. I was just complaining about this yesterday. Well, go ahead and play it in February, man. We, we have a couple of weeks. This thing's supposed to be gone. I just heard that for months. Better be gone, man. Come on. Where are you? This is not going to be gone in February. <laughs> going to get a hand on it. We trust science. Okay. All I know is what I heard on the television these last several months. No, no. Not going to be gone in February. That'd be great. I would well, love we'll to have it under control, right? Mm. We're going to have lockdowns. What are you talking about, brother? Don't run from it now. Uh, if we're going to have <laughs> lockdowns, and I don't know that we are, we're not having them until January 20th. So February would still, uh, still be a weeks. Matter. I stand by my statement. There are dates open. The last two Saturdays in January would work. That is, the NFL playoffs are off of Saturday by then, so if they're looking for a place to delay it to, that'd be a good place. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Rivers takes a low snap, looking, looking at a fire left side. Naeem Hines has a first down, looking for the pylon, and he's in! Touchdown, Naeem Hines! A 13-yard pass, Rivers to Hines, touchdown, I-N-D-Y! Trevor Daniel, last time he was on the field, shanked one. It was only a 17-yard punt. Should get good field position out of this one. They block it! The Colts block it! It's picked up by the Colts, and that's T.J. Carey! Special teams! How about you? Touchdown! I-N-D-Y! A blocked punt for a touchdown! Man, blocked punts on a Thursday night. They were everywhere. The Colts get one, and they beat the Titans 34-17. to and for those of you who care about career stats, which isn't UPK, but nonetheless, Philip Rivers passes Dan Marino for fifth time on the all-time passing yards list in the win. And they got the upper hand in the division race now. They've got the same record, but they got the tiebreaker head-to-head. they got a second game coming up later this year. Yeah, that was a big win for the Colts. That was a big win, absolutely. Uh, former BYU star Kyle Van Noy has been placed on the reserve COVID-19 list by the Dolphins. Unknown if he tested positive or if it's contract contact tracing. Uh, a couple other teammates shelved as well, and so it's often not clear exactly why. Games to watch this weekend. 
NFC West, the division race hanging in the balance. Seahawks and Rams. Who you got, PK? You're going to stay with Seattle at your Super Bowl pick. But they could lose this game and win the Super Bowl, so that's that's not all at stake. I think they'll lose this game, though. Defense is going to make enough plays. You can count on the offense. I have to see. I just don't believe in the Rams. Seahawks 6-2. and two. The Cardinals and the Rams are both 5-3. and three. Cardinals uh, have a big game of their own. They are playing the Buffalo Bills. And don't look now, but the Buffalo Bills are 7-2. Third best record in the AFC behind the undefeated Steelers and the defending champs, the once-beaten Chiefs. I never understood that phrase. It's because it's always used at a time where you actually want to look because it's used as a positive. Don't look now. Well, I want to see this game because I want to see the Bills to see how good they are. So every time you hear that, don't look now, it's always followed by something good, which then means you should be looking. That never made any sense to me. Steelers have made it halfway through the schedule. Eight and oh, how long can this run continue? They got the Bengals this week. You, you think they'd win that. They got, they got a couple big games looming out there. They have to play the aforementioned Bills. Don't look now. Uh, and they got a rematch with the, the Ravens. So they got a few big games out there. Well, I was talking to Nick Bonacani the other day, you know, and he wants them to lose because they want to be the only undefeated team. Uh, I see what you did there. The 72 Dolphins. There it is. Jimmy Kick, former Wyoming Cowboy. (laughs) Yes. Running back. Well done. Sunday night football. The Ravens and the Patriots. Sounds good, but the Patriots 3-5. And And it's time to get back in the playoff race. I just think watching the Patriots in the first half of the season, no one really expects that. I'd agree, but... Sunday Night Football is what we do. Yep. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. So the Golden State Warriors have a plan, and they presented it to some state and local officials. They want to open the Chase Center, their expensive new arena in San Francisco, and they want to have 50% capacity for the upcoming NBA season. They think it can be a model for all sports franchises and, and, and even wider just entertainment venues. Uh, concerts, obviously, would be copying this and if the Warriors' plan goes as they want. They said the Warriors are prepared to spend upwards of $30 million to test every fan, every Warrior employee, and player with the most accurate form of COVID-19 testing for each home game on the day they come to the Chase Center. Game changer, $30 million. Of course, you know, they've got, like, they've got the million-dollar suites there, so... 30 million, yeah, it's an investment, but when you look at the money they're making off home games, uh, you get why they're willing to make that kind of investment. So, uh, what is that? Over like 30 some home games? Cause, 36 uh, games, right? Because 72. 72 is out of yeah, this coming season. 36 home games. So, that's a 30 million aggregate total over those 36 games? Yeah, it says spending upward of 30 million. I guess it's hard to know what a test is going to cost in right. April or May. You know, the cost may come down as they get produced in bulk. So April I, or May, and we're still not done with it. We're still testing in April <laughs> or May. Yeah. Could be testing for a long time. Could be testing even after a vaccine. I don't know how this is going to work. This is my first pandemic, PK. I don't know how this is going to work. Yeah, I don't know. I have never been tested. I don't. I don't know how any of it works. I can't. Uh... I can't tell you about any of it. I've never, I've not been tested. Well, while the Warriors lay out their plans for what their season might look like going forward, Toronto Raptors are doing the same thing. Tampa, Florida is an option for the Raptors, make it their home market for the 
next season if they're unable to play in Canada due to travel restrictions due to COVID-19. Sounds like a decent location. Winter in Tampa? Yeah. I was going to say, see what they're thinking. January in Tampa <laughs> versus January in Toronto? Right, there's a you, there's an arena. Now, I don't know how much they're, uh, you know, they're going to be able to do in terms of fans and all that, but I assume they're looking at the arena where the NHL plays, right, with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I thought we were going to be talking about draft, not COVID, when you said What NBA. do you know about the draft? We got David Locke on later today to talk about the draft. He's going to be here at 8 o'clock. What do I know? Yeah. He's, what do the NBA guys know? <laughs> I'm not the right. one who drafted Kwame Brown, Adam Morrison, <laughs> on and on and on. List them. Go. <laughs> Greatest hits. I Curtis Borchardt. There's Bort- a million of them every year. Curtis Michael, Borchardt. Michael Oloa Candy. Come on. Michael it goes on and on. So, I mean, they don't even know. How should I know? <laughs> well, the Warriors have the second pick. That's huge. What do they do? There's lots of intrigue out there. That's what I want to talk about I mean, rather than COVID. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The MVPs were awarded. Jose Abreu in the American League. And in the National League, Freddie Freeman. The Braves' first baseman and the White Sox' first baseman. Well, you put your hitters at first base, so I guess it's not surprising, right? No, those guys had excellent two months. No doubt about it. So, to me, it was obvious choices. There was a time when you thought the Padres might be taking home the MVP. Well, they ended up uh, finishing third and fourth in the ballot. Well, so uh, we'll have to take Tatis that. really cooled off, but at the time that he cooled off, Machado got hot. Right. <laughs> Which is why it was Machado third and Tatis fourth. Yes. And then, of course, you had Mookie Betts, who's just a great all-around player. But Freeman had the best season in the National League. I don't think there was any question on that. And he's a guy who had COVID and actually had it. It wasn't the, the asymptomatic stuff, from what I understand. And what he said, actually, is what he said and his wife said, that uh, he was knocked on his back for a while. And he came back to hit 341 with 13 yeah. homers, 53 RBIs. If you play that out over the, the course of a season, the home run numbers, if you're able to sustain that'd be about 40 homers. Uh, but then you look at the ribbies, he'd probably be around 140. That'd be a huge number. It would be, yeah. The, the 40 in, in real baseball would be a huge number, too. In steroid baseball, it was uh, a slump. But uh, <laughs> but if you go back to, like, the 80s or pre-steroids. Yeah, then, yeah. I mean, the, nor- the normal season, if you hit 40 home runs, you were a stud. Yep. You know, the 60 and all that got out of hand, obviously, and we know why. But, uh, yeah, he, he, he was good in the postseason. He's, he's a very, very, very nice player. All right, let's get to it. Time to become a legend. The time to embark on a quest for that elusive. The Masters, the first round, still in progress right now. It's a uh, weather delayed, and then they can't play as late in the day and get back on track because the sun's going down earlier this time of year. Drop. But nonetheless, what? Yak, what is that? Beat. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Weirdest man. Jim Dogwoods, Azalea, Pimento, and Cheese. Don't get your wig split. You think this is a game? This year's Masters, it's it's, it's different. You know, we, we've never played it in, in, in the fall. You know, this is... Uh... 
All right, weirdest masters update ever for the weirdest masters ever. Or greatest. Or greatest. It could be both at the same time. Uh, Paul Casey, Dylan Fratelli, your leaders right now. The first round is not over yet. They are still going. Uh, But those two guys are seven under. Uh, Casey in the clubhouse with a 65. Uh, Fratelli still has a couple of holes to play here to, to wrap up his round. Justin Thomas. At six under. Who took Justin Thomas in the first round, PK? Me, 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 me. You did. <laughs> Xander Shoffley in the group at uh, five under, uh, along with Dustin Johnson. And uh, Bob took Shoffley, and I took uh, DJ. So there's three of our first four picks in our draft. The the uh, d- the top pick, Brooks Kepka didn't, didn't get off to the best start in the tournament. But long way to go. Tiger had a terrible first nine holes and then one, right? Didn't he shoot a 40? Uh, you're talking last year? Uh, no, or when he won his first Masters, I think. Oh, in '97. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he went and berserk. Yesterday he had his best first round ever. I was watching a good portion of it, man. He looked really good. Uh, sixty-five. Is that what he had? Sixty-eight. Four under. Four under sixty-eight. Yeah, it looked great. And so, uh, Justin Thomas looked good, uh, but he had to stop. I wonder if that's. An advantage, disadvantage, because, I mean, Dustin Thomas came out, was on fire, man. Birdie's first three, and I think went par, another birdie. Uh, and then, what did he play, 10, 11 holes and had to stop because, uh, obviously, they run out of the, uh, daylight with the uh, time change now. And I wonder if that's a factor, but you got to do it because they had the weather delay yesterday. Paul Casey, I got a little personal story. A friend of mine uh, last year uh well, earlier this year, actually, uh, was uh, in Phoenix. Paul Casey's a Sun Devil. He's an uh, Englishman. But uh, my buddy is a uh, friend of the athletic director at Arizona State. And so they took over uh, Papago, which was a, it was a municipal park, and now it's the Sun Devil home course. And Phil Mickelson dumped millions into it to spruce it up. But uh, he got to play a little golf with Paul Casey last January. Because he was there that weekend that my buddy was there. So he, he's a, a fan of Paul Casey's. And the same person, like I told you a while back, he was at the, the Kapalua tournament. And he got a fist bump from Rory McIlroy. How about that? Brushes with greatness. <laughs> yeah, I told you that was, it was probably two years ago. And I'm sitting at home watching it. And he's there in Maui. And he's, he tells me, he texts me, yeah, I just got fist bumped by Roy. He saw me, and I'm just standing there in the gallery, and there's not very many people. And he sticks out his fist, so I stick out mine. <laughs> and we fist bumped. <laughs> All right. We had a moment. <laughs> and then he, he says, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go uh, follow Dustin Johnson now. i got to figure out where he is. And so then I'm texting him where to go to go find Dustin Johnson because I'm sitting at home in Sandy, watching <laughs> you're tournament, like, you're like, giving him directions on where to go because they're following. Obviously, you can follow it easier on television. Plus, I'd been at the course because I'd played it a couple of times when Utes and Cougars were in the Maui Invitational. So I've been there. <laughs> so The uh, communication abilities in the world we live in, I'm sitting in Sandy texting him directions on how to get to the hole where he's at. It's kind of funny. You're like a spotter. Yeah, in a weird totally. way, it's kind of like you're the Houston Astros of golf fans, right there. Totally above board, but yeah, yeah, you weren't banging on a on a trash can lid; you were texting. 
All right, there you go. That is what is trending. There is a lot going on. What a weekend. It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, Raiders and Broncos this weekend, and we will talk with Lincoln Kennedy, Raider radio analyst, Pac-12 network analyst. We'll talk with him about the Utes opener at the UCLA, and we will do that next. David Locke coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, and a Masters update with Bob Casper from Real Golf Radio. Stay with us. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.